Uh, you know, I got to tell you, your podcast is amazing. You know, being Thank able you. to get on here, you're a breath of energy and oh. what you're doing in the world really does uh, speak to, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm honored to be on the show. You're, you're, you're just you. amazing in the work that you're doing. And I just Thank think you. more and more people got to see it. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast. Hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson back for another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. You're checking out the Audacious Living Podcast, and I appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever as always i encourage you to follow us on our, our social media channels we're on twitter instagram and facebook under the handle the audacious pod or if you're watching this episode on youtube then you all you know all, you know that that bell down below in the corner there you tap that ding 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 and you're subscribed to all great things audacious related now, I'm super excited to be sharing another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast with you, and you're probably wondering why I'm coming to you, to, coming to you today from in front of a, a construction zone here, and uh, it's, a, it's a perfectly reasonable question, and, and, and listen, I'd probably be wondering the exact same thing uh, if I was watching this, uh, but uh, you know, th this is really the story. Um, I've got Anthony uh, Amunategi joining me on this episode of the podcast, and, and considering the fact that Anthony is the founder of a CDO group, uh, which is a national commercial construction firm uh, that's built over 1 million square feet of retail uh, 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 space and working with some of the largest brands in the world. It just made sense. Anthony is a great guy. He's got a true passion for finding out what make, makes other people successful in business and in life. And he's just like I said, he's all around great guy. Uh, he's graced with his time and uh, he really has a lot of good insights to offer and great to talk to you. And I'm guaranteeing you, uh, you will enjoy this conversation. So without any further ado, here's my chat with Anthony Amunategi. Enjoy. Hey, Anthony, thank you for joining me here on the Audacious Living Podcast. Such a pleasure, man. Thank you for spending the time like this. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, your podcast is amazing. You know, being thank able you. to get on here, you're a breath of energy and oh. what you're doing in the world really does uh, speak to, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm honored to be on the show. You're, you're, you're just you. amazing in the work that you're doing. And I just thank think you. more and more people got to see it. Thank you. I, I I do appreciate that. You know, when I remember starting this podcast, I very much, it's so funny, Anthony, you, you go into something and you want to give, but you end up getting more back than you ever thought imaginable. And that's the, the blessing of this. And really what I wanted to be able to give, yes, give my energy, give them, you know, that what I know I can offer, but also give people a reason to understand the importance of being audacious in their actions and what that means and the impact that that can have on others. And uh, it's been an incredible ride. It's been fantastic. I get to meet really amazing people like yourself uh so again this is just, again this is i'm the one that's blessed 
Now it's fun. You know, you know, that, you know, it's, it's something about stepping out, you know, people have, and if you know, look, I have lots of grace for people right now in this now time of the world, it's never been better. Right. I mean, we right. have so much opportunity. It's just such an overwhelmingly beautiful time to be on the planet. And yes. at the same time, I look at people and, and have grace for them because they're all drinking off a of fire hose. There's, <laughs> su- there's just such a overwhelming yes. to so many of my friends and so many people that I know that are, that are just walking around life, just overwhelmed. Yeah. Not yeah. being able to see it, and they can't see that just there's how blessed we are, you know, in this yeah. now time and the gifts that we have. And it, sometimes it, it, it's overwhelming for people. I, I agree with you, and and I think that's where the importance of even almost dialing it back a little bit, Anthony, and kind of getting back to who you are as a starting point, because then you can figure out where you slot, what makes the most sense for you. You know, there, there's so much that's available to us, we can't have it all. Right. Like you said, the fire hole is drinking. We just can't. So it's what do you know, what what does oddly Stevenson need for himself in this moment? And and once I figure that out, like that, I know my direction and what my path is. And 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 I think as a serial entrepreneur, I'm, I'm sure you probably have to face a little bit of that, too, in terms of figuring out what your next steps are. Right. Well, you know, I, I, I oddly what's what's funny about that is I've never, ever been able to figure out what's in front of me. <laughs> I, I sit here and I try to get the crystal ball out. I try to figure yeah. out what I'm going to do in the future, what I want to be when I grow up. Right. The truth is, I think I figured out more what I don't want to be. Mm. Right? I, I figured out the places where I, I don't want to go. And, and I've kind of more peeled away the Anthony's that I didn't serve me. Right. right? There was a young Anthony who uh, grew up in a poor neighborhood who had lots of, you know, doubt, you know, doubt. And, you know, oftentimes I, I say to men and you know, we were, you know, if I think about this for thousands of years, we were very tribal. Right. right. We walked with elders. We had elders who guided us. People right. said, Anthony, maybe you and I would be part of a hunting group. We'd, we'd be part of an elder who said, walk like this, throw a spear right. like this, uh, you know, right. uh, look like this skin like this, right. you know, don't step on the stand down wind. Here's how that, you know, how to walk and talk. And you had feedback today. Yes. Some of our, so much of our feedback doesn't come from others or our elders. It comes from Facebook likes yes. and, and Instagram yeah. and, and yeah. video games, I already got another level. That's my that's my knowledge. I'm doing well, right? And sometimes we're missing that part that really says, "Hey, you can be messy, and still it's okay. It's okay yeah. that you don't have it all figured out. That yeah. life is a practice. That practicing, and then that's how you get there. And, and, and even when you're great at it, you, look, I I I run multiple companies, thousands yeah. of people. I mean, there's there are, you know nine separate companies that I run and wow. some of them are international and you literally look at it and go, how do you do that? Well, there are days when I wake up and still feel like a fraud wow. and knowing that, like knowing that no matter who you're looking at, no matter who they yep. are, there's that imposter syndrome that I put my pants on just like the guy yes. who uh, who's next to me, that that's, that's the truth about where we are at as humans. And there's days where I feel like a genius and sure. there are days where I feel like I'm, 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 I'm broken and all of that in between is part of being a human. I'm so glad that you you, you touched on the, the, the realities of humanity because we're all experiencing the same sort of feeling and that no one is above that. As much as we want to think that there's somewhere above it, you know, it's, it's, you know, what, what doesn't come to the forefront, what doesn't come to, you know, on social media, the practices you talk, we were all practice. Everyone practices. You don't see the messy parts. You don't see where they, the, 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 where you drop the ball. No one focuses or highlights that. 
they look at their successes and that's what they put on the forefront, but no one looks behind that. So, okay, how many hours were spent doing this? How many times did it fail? How many times didn't work out? Like how many times did it just not go the way that was intended? Because no one, that's how the emphasis is, right? It's not on that. It's look how well I did, but let's talk about the messy parts too, because there's value in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, look. I've got this great dog, right? And, and uh, family dog. And, and when I let the dog off the leash, it goes yep. crazy. Like it's, it smells and sniffs and grabs and runs. And it's, yep. it, and that's a lot how I was as a young man. Mm. Right? I, I ran to this planet and I just love, I mean, I've been sniffing, sniffing every tree, going every blade of grass, you know, <laughs> uh, crotches and, and, and just, I, I, look, it was yes. all that's like examining it. Right. And, and some of the best philosophers say life starts at 40, right? It, it's and, and and maybe maybe it's not life's always happening, but at first I'm on this great adventure, just discovery. Like the right. first 40 years of my life was all sniffing, yes. sniffing yes. crotches and eating pizza, right? <laughs> and it's right, it was like, like this this great experience of <laughs> right. checking it out. And some of the things were great. Sure. Some of my some of my training wasn't so great. Sure. I mean, I grew up in neighborhoods that were tough and rough. And the yep. people looked up to might not have had the best programming. In fact, they didn't. They were broken. The programming that they had was not there. And some of what I've had to do as I've expanded into the different entities, right? There was kind of the entity of a youth. And then, you know, as I started to grow and get smarter at, at, at things I wanted and started noticing that my behaviors were really what caused the life I was having. Before that, yeah. I was all victim. Before right. I realized that, I was... You know, I, I, my life was because my mother worked at Denny's. My life was because my father died when I was seven, right? My life was, I was a victim to the life, life. I was given. Right. And I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, on a pity potty about my life. And, and, and one day I realized, and it took some training where mm -hmm. someone said, look, I'm really, I really can start to notice that I'm at cause for the life that I'm living. Yes. Actions and behaviors I live with yeah. are, are creating the life that I get to have. The choices. And yeah. I didn't know that, right? Those choices, yeah. exactly. Those oddly, you, you know, those, those choices that I was yeah. making were, were causing the life I was living. Yeah. And I, when I put those two together, there lied the power, right? Mm. Now I wasn't victim to uh, my upbringing. I wasn't victim to the people who trained me. Now I sort of become victim to how vulnerable am I willing to be to change, right? right. There's a, there's a lot of that stuff that carried with me. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I always use the example of a Santa Claus, right? Santa yeah. Claus got that big red baggie yeah. Yeah. carries yeah. over his shoulder, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He walks through life and he's like, okay. And, and I carried a lot of crap in that bag. Yes. Right. I carry a lot of stuff that did not serve me anymore. Yes. When I, one day I was able to open that up and look at it and go, okay, yeah. let's look at the mess I'm carrying around. <laughs> right. How am I talking? How yeah. do I act? Yes. Spend my money. How do I drive? Yes. Right? What are the things, the life I was living was caused by the behaviors I was having. And as I started to look at those and then the ones that were really great, when I started looking at my resentment, resentments, like, like there was a ones that are, that are big rocks. There's a big yeah. giant rocks in the bag. Like yeah. I was mad at my dad. How could he die when I was so young? I mean, that SOB, he left me right. alone. And right. your life would be like my life. If your dad died, when my dad died and the story I carried him, Oh my God, yeah. the story I had about that was, that was a, you know, a 10 pound rock. Yes. Right. I carried that one. And there was, there was one about, uh, you know, I, I can't spell because my mother was an immigrant. Oh my God. It couldn't have been that I'd never practice or never put the work in. No, it wasn't that. So as I started to look at those rocks and I started looking at going, all right, 
what I want to do. If I could just get rid of this, let's look yeah. at this. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm blessed because my mother worked at Denny's. Maybe knowing that she worked three jobs, putting zippers on pants and answering phones, which she could barely speak English. And knowing that I come from that kind of blood where a woman who had no talent in this country yes. came here and she, she, she worked at Denny's for me to yeah. give me the life I have today. And when I reframe that stuff to look at the I was given. When you, right. get, when, you, when you change that perspective, Anthony, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing from you. That's I'm, I'm right? Come on, have we change, would you change that perspective? The life that we are able to live is just so much better, so much different, right? The shift of that becoming a 10-pound rock, being not something I don't have to carry anymore to actually the part that actually fuels my fire. Yeah. Right? Today, I stand in. Amazing. I want to give that back to her, right? The work that she put in for me, how do I give that to my to myself? Yes. And feed that, you know, let, her, let her show me that it was worth it. And then how do I give that, pay that forward to the kids I have today? Yes. Right. So I think there's, there, therein lies some of that, that gift that we don't always see, right. We don't always right. see that. Right. We start to, as, as the light shines and you're going, okay, now I can see it better. Right. And, and, and I'm not shameful about, you know, look, I did, I didn't hit the mark always, but as I got some awareness as, as guys like you who, who shine light on people and bring bright light to be, live an audacious life, say, right. Hey, you could try something different. That yes. you know, I can let go. Of, I can let go of those rocks that didn't yes. serve me, and today I can I can stand in a life that uh, is inspiring, that pulls me forward, that, that pulls me forward, not out of shame and guilt and fear, but out of excitement that pulls me into a future that's bright, uh, that really gives me a chance to have a life that's you know uh, that I'm I'm proud of. Good on you for for questioning and taking a look and opening up that bag and through really analyzing because that 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 it, it, that job in itself it's it's not an easy one for people Anthony um, and you've got to be really raw and honest with yourself and start to question and and look at the, I just heard the story the other day and I just thought it was hilarious um, you know there, there was there was a, a, um, a young woman that told a story about how her grandmother um, when they when they had their turkey dinner for the holidays she would take the the, the wings off the turkey and pull them apart and put them and cook them beside like in, in the pot with the turkey and put it in the oven and that's what and she just thought that's the way it should be and and she did the same and kind of passed that along and and when, when we started to question why do we do that it was well i took the, the wings off because the pot was too small right and and so that's what we're talking about when you can question things and get to the root and the heart of why you do what you do or why behaviors exist or why you you have you make certain choices or why you have beliefs and the stories you tell when you start to question those things you come to the realization yeah this doesn't serve me this doesn't make sense or my pot is too small right it's, and and once you do that and go through that process you can now choose for you what makes what, what the, the the most appropriate path to go down and that's why i love the the fact that you went through that process it's it, it's not something that happened came easy you know you know uh, uh there there was a you know a couple of key moments i can look back over life and say all right where did that change right uh yeah i remember when i was about 17 years old um a friend of mine said i'm gonna take you to dinner anthony i'm taking you to dinner he's gonna take okay. a fancy restaurant in miami i was down in florida at the time because i'm gonna take you out to dinner i'm like okay he goes well bring 50 bucks i go wait you're taking me out to dinner i gotta bring 50 bucks right, right? And i'm like all right what kind of dinner so we, we walk in and he takes me out some we, we stop by some hotel and we walk in the hotel he goes look we're gonna stop by there's like a meeting here i want you to go check out this meeting uh, it's kind of fun and i walk in these people are way like way too happy they're like all smiling they're all shaking hands and hi anthony they put a name tag on me i'm like uh-oh uh, what's going on here? Is this like some sort of cult or something? And right. he walks in, he walks up to a table and he goes, where's that 50 bucks? I go, oh, here's the 50 bucks. And he, and he gives the lady, he goes, oh, I'm signing up for a course. I'm like, well, what's this course? He goes, it's uh, called the Landmark Education. I go, huh, what's Landmark Education? He goes, look, it's a, it's a, it's this idea that you could look at life a little bit differently. I'm like, 
Hmm. And that was like one of the courses that really I could I could see a change in, right? So, and they run this course around the world. It's it's in every country. It's in a lot of countries. I don't know every country, but a lot of countries, and it's in every every major city in the states. And and the course taught me a couple of things, right? It taught me number one, like it's it had a, a bunch of things about distinctions, right? Distinction, different things I could notice about life, like that. Like one of them was what happened, and then my story about what happened. Mm. Right? So I could separate. Uh, truth from story, yes, yes. right? And that wasn't something I I could do before that for that thing, and and really see that distinction, like okay, there's like actually what happened, like a car accident happened, yes, and yes. how five people could look at that five that story five different ways, and that you know to them it's as real their stories as real as as yes. the stories I carried, right? I those yes. stories I carried about my life and who I was, they were real like gravity, yes. right? And then maybe noticing that maybe there weren't so real. Right. Like, like the opposite of my story could be true. Right. That was a light that went. Mm. Right? Like in that moment, I noticed that there was something I, I didn't, I, I didn't even see that. Right. I, I that wasn't a possibility before that. Right. right. The next one was uh, what I know. It's like what I know. Right. There's things I know. Sure. Things I don't know. Right. Right. There's things like, like, I don't like, like, right. But then there's things that I don't know that I don't know. <laughs> Right. And that was like one of like, what, what do you mean? What I don't know. You don't know. Like, like I know that I don't know brain surgery. Right. Right. Sure. But there was a whole bunch of things that I didn't even know. I didn't know. And, and like one of them was that that whole thing about my story. Like, I didn't know that I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that I carried on about things like they were real. And the truth was, no, that's completely doing that. That right there started like a whole nother realm of of wow, that's, that's, a, that's another sp- place to go. And maybe if I don't carry that story about it, or maybe the opposite of what I'm thinking, it could be true that like, you know, that story about my mother being poor, like, I, you, know, you know, because I grew up with a you know, poor family doesn't mean that I have to stay that way. Right. right. There was a whole other thing I could do with that and use that to inspire me and others in my life. So I, I think, you know, you find a couple of places where, um, you know, I get this friend of mine, her name is Carol. Okay. She's an old, she's a grandmother. Okay. And Carol says to me the other day, she goes, look, my granddaughter comes walking in and she's playing in my jewelry box and she grabs a, a bunch of necklaces that are in a ball. They're all in this big ball. Yep. She gets necklaces and she, and she comes over to grandma. She's pulling on them. She's pulling on them. She's pulling on them. And she's like, grandma, I want the necklaces. And, and, and Carol says, well, let me just take a look. And she takes a look at it and she kind of pulls a little, she goes, no, they're getting a little tighter. And she says, well, hold on a second. Let's take this. And she lays it out on a towel on her table. And she goes, yep. she's looking at it. She goes, you know, give me a second. I need some help. So she goes, I'm going to go get some outside help. And Greg goes, what do you mean outside help? She goes over and she goes digging her drawer and she gets a magnifying glass. Okay. She gets a magnifying glass and she like looks at it. She stares at it. And she noticed that there was one of them that was easy to pull out. Yes. She kind of pulls it and she gets the one out and she goes, oh, here, there's one. And then she goes to the second one and it's a lot harder, right? And she has to go in and she has to do some work to pull that one out. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the third one. It's a, it's a lot harder to pull out. It was really tight in there tight. She she works on that one for a little bit. By the time she gets to the fourth and fifth one, they start to fall apart pretty easily. Because mm. how many times in our life do we live like that, right? That sometimes I I I can't see what I can't see. I'm right. I'm stuck in my story. Yes. And I need friends like you that yeah. live in an audacious life to help me look at my life and go, all right, how could I story that i'm caring about it not be true and and having friends and relationships with people that could could be um that, that could serve me or you know, and trust 
right? Like, like those elders that we used to walk with yes. people that could trust that were really out for my good, that wanted my best, but they also were willing to tell me the truth, yes. maybe stuff that I didn't want to hear yes. or maybe things I had to work on that were going to be tough to work on. But ultimately, you know, they, they, they wanted the best for us. They do. They do. And, that, and that's, and I, I think that's a good illustration because you're right. That's kind of what life is. Like you're pulling and you're pulling and you're pulling and, and you, you need some help or you need another perspective, you need another opinion. And, Cause the, 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 the answer isn't always within, but the answer doesn't have to be within either. Right. There's nothing wrong with outsourcing to get some assistance and support. Right. So, uh, you know, I think that's a, a great, great illustration. Glad you shared that one. Um, so I gotta, I gotta ask Anthony, you know, uh, young Anthony growing up, what, what was the plan when he wanted, when he grew up and what, what I want to do with my life? What did he, you know, 10 year old Anthony, what was he, what did he want to be when he grew up? Well, I, I you know, it, it's funny how life ends up, right. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was young, Anthony wanted to be Gordon Gecko. Right? Okay. I watched a Wolf of Wall Street one too many times and, you know, grew up in the eighties and all those guys and, you know, by getting out of high school, I wanted to be. Gordon Gecko. I thought I was going to be at Wall Street. I was going to be a, a Wall Street broker. I got my series mm. before I went to college and I went to work for this guy and, and he had me sit on a phone and dial for dollars all day long. That's all <laughs> I did. I cold called all day long, 300 calls a day. I mean, started on the East Coast at 7 a.m. Uh, you know, we lived, uh, you know, started at the East Coast and, and, and I would uh, end on the West Coast and just dial phone numbers yep. all day long for this yep. man. Yeah, It was great because, you know, one, it, it taught me a work ethic. Right. This guy was tough. He would, he would let me put the phone down. He would let me just click it with my finger. He yeah. said, you can't, you can't put the phone down. And he goes, uh, you haven't earned lunch yet. And he would make me sit there and just dial. And uh, you, know, you, you, you can get to lunch at your halfway point during the day. And that was 150 calls. I mean, imagine that you're making a hundred calls, 150 calls before you got to lunch. And some people don't do that in a week today. Right. right? But the idea was just dial and hunt and dial. And the other part that was really amazing was that it was okay it was okay to talk to people that even when people hung up on you or people cussed at you or something, they weren't going to take away your birthday. Right. Ultimately there was something about being able to use your voice. And I remember the first sale I made. Mm -hmm. I, I, the first sale was a $20,000 check okay. that I got from a woman in Plano, Texas. Okay. And I, it was called a front end close. I'd never known in our office had ever done it. Mm -hmm. I had called a woman on a cold call. And before the call was done, she was sending me a check for $20,000 for the next day. Right? Wow. No one in my office had ever done a front end close. You had called and you got to build a relationship. Sure. We were selling commodities at the time. And, and I remember talking to her and, and while I was talking to her, you learn how to build trust. Yes. You learn how to and imagine just be able to learn how to use your voice to create a relationship that someone would trust you enough to write a check out wow. and overnight it to you. Right now in that, I found, wow, that's powerful. Yes. Right. You can really start to create relationships and, and how you build trust. It doesn't take forever. You can do this. You can really do it quickly. And that, I thought that was a really inspiring place to be like, I was like, this was, it was amazing. That, that date like changed my life. I could, you know, and, and that was a corrupt, you know, the, the stuff that really started a bunch of others, you know, the market crashed in 87 and I ended up just not being a broker. I ended up becoming, I was so poor. I couldn't even afford lunch at the time because no, no one wow. wanted to buy stocks. Uh, so I started a detailing business, a car, okay. car detailing business. Sure. And I would go office to office and I'd knock on doors and I wore a cute little outfit. I was clean cut. And I would just say, Hey, I'd like to detail your car down the parking lot. I would, I would go into office buildings and I would detail yep. cars. I would find a hose to hook up to and I'd wash your cars in the parking lot for 25 bucks and I'd wax it for, I don't know, 50 or 60 bucks. And, and, you know, that was, 
that was how I started. And then I got really good at it. And then I got a, you know, a bunch of guys helping me do it. I, I would do the sales and they would be down the parking lot washing cars and people started getting used to it. Hey, Anthony, the car washing guy's coming. And we went a little above and beyond. We put air freshener, every one of them, and we made them right. smell better. You know, we did more than they asked. Yes. People loved using our service. So that was great. And then people said, Hey, do you do boats? Cause we're in Florida. Like we started detailing boats. I'm like, sure. I had no idea how to do it. <laughs> we detailed boats. And that led to a whole bunch of boats getting done. And, and that was a lot of fun. And then from there, we started, I started another company, a painting company. And uh, I worked my way through, uh, I, I went to college then and, and I was working my way through school, painting houses. Mm. And I would just go, I would wear this cute little outfit and I'd go from door to door and I'd build trust with people. And I'd say, Hey, I'd like to paint your roof or pressure clean your sidewalk or, you know, Hey, look, we're, we're just young college kids looking to make some money and, and we're fair. And we would, you know, that's how we worked my way through. And then we got, we got a commercial project and that's how it built into the commercial world. And look, none of these things, I mean, you know, there's, there's no, no, None of them were something I planned. It just kind of right. connected dots going forward. That's right. Really, really hard. Right. But go looking backwards, it seems like they make sense. Don't they? Yes. Yeah. It, it totally does. They say they, there's an expression that says, you know, life, life is a, 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 an art living it forward, but a science when you look back at it, it all makes sense. Like, oh yeah. It goes, I had to do this to do this, to do that. But in the moment you were just sort of operating on, you know, gut instincts and what kind of made sense in the moment without any real proof or validation that, you know, what you were going to do is the move you needed to make. You just went what you thought you knew. Right. That's right. That's, that's right. Just in the moment, do the best you can do at the time. And, and that's really the truth, right? Like what I do today, if I can just do the best I can do today, uh, right. And, and try to stay out of the places where um, I waste a lot of time. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, for me, all the companies I own, it's the same mantra, right? It, every, every business I have is the exact same thing. It's expand and organize. Gotcha. Right. So, so you take an idea, whatever it is, you want to be a construction company or you want to be a, a, a painter or you want to be a, uh, you, you want to be a computer company or a, a party planner or whatever it is. That's the idea. Now we want to expand that idea, right? And, and, and organize it, right? The whole idea is to get organized, but in between the two of those, right? Oddly, what's in between the two of those? You, you start a company and you get organized. What happens between the two of those? I mean, that could be uh, a bunch of things. Right, it could be anything. I mean, right. Right. it could be it could be a bunch of right, and most of the time it could be confusing as heck. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Confusing. You don't that's know. Right. What I mean, am I supposed to market this way? Am I supposed to right. pay my, my my bills and who should I pay and how much money do I right. need? What am I going to do? But the truth is, it's all organized, right? When you look at it, and go, all right, how am I going to how am I going to make payroll? All right, here's how you make. Well, you have no money, you have no payroll. So <laughs> we had right. to figure out income. Let's figure out income. How That's do we right. get income? Well, maybe we could do these couple of things. You know, just like the necklace story, maybe there's a couple of things that are easy. Yes. A, a simple part of the business. A, a party planner, maybe I just sell balloons right now, right? And as I sell balloons, then I can go, I can, I can, I can do greeting cards and maybe yes. I can do bouncy houses and then maybe I could do uh, event planning. And, you know, you can slowly start to grow, uh, pull the other necklaces out. Yes. And some of them are a little harder. Some are going to be a little more complicated and they take a little bit more, a little bit more organizing, but the truth is they're just organized. Yes. You know, what's funny is I make failures in that, in that world. I yep. make it feel like people are shooting at me. Right? <laughs> I get so dramatic about the whole thing. I'm like, Oh my God, we messed something up. Oh my God. 
<laughs> it, it's like it's almost as if the lions and tigers just bit my butt off. Yeah. Right? I'm like, it, it's not true. I just, you know what? I messed up a party or I messed up an event. Right. Do something right. perfect. Whatever right. it is, it's just organized now, right? It's confusing. Mm. And you're going to learn in, in organizing that it, it, there's some ups and there's some downs. Yes. We have grace for ourselves as we go through the organizing part of it and know that it's okay. It's okay. It's what every entrepreneur goes to. There's not no, nobody, yes. you know, nobody, you know, even the wealthy people that their, their father or mother gives them all the money they want. Yep. Yep. They even get confused and organized. They may they just do it in a bigger way. Uh, but, you know, ultimately expanding and organizing what a company is all about. And, and, and again, you know, people aren't always putting their mishaps out on display for the world to see. And so when you make one, you're going, geez, what the heck? But, you know, what you probably what you did was probably no different than 10 other people did the exact same thing. Like you just made a mistake. Right. But the piece that you, you, you said and I absolutely love is have grace for ourselves. Right. Like that grace and be able to forgive ourselves and be able to say it's okay or encourage ourselves and pat ourselves on the back when we need to. Those are all the things that we get our strength and fortification from. And so that's the real key aspect as far as I'm concerned. Come on, just think about where we are in time. Right? Yeah. Just think about how abundant. I mean, I, I go to Costco and I go, I, I go to buy, I, I walked out the, the other day, I went to the cat register and I had six muffins. I don't yeah. have much of other stuff, but I had six muffins. And yeah. the lady, I'm sorry, sir. We only sell those in 12s. I'm like, I needed 12 <laughs> muffins, but they, I'm like, I had walked out. These things are as big as my face. They right? are like, they're huge. I know. The they're, like, they're great. They're great. They're like, we only sell them in 12 packs. I'm like, you have to take two packs. I'm like, all right, look, I couldn't just take the one to give me half. No, 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 sir. You have to get the whole 12. I'm like, Dude, I got 12 muffins at my house. And I wonder why. I have a hard time not eating 12, <laughs> right? So the abundance we have is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I don't feel that way. I can get mm -hmm. caught up in scarcity. I can get caught up in fear. And the truth is just like, you know, smoking pot or drinking, right? All of those things check me out. Well, fear does the same, right? For me, fear and frustration are just another way of checking out. When mm -hmm. I, when I'm growing and I'm trying to grow something, I can get all caught up in fear and frustration. I don't know what to do. And oh my God, it's overwhelming. Right. right. You know, a lot of times I'm very similar to a thermostat. Okay. Like my life, you know, at like 73 gets a little too hot at 68 yep. starts getting a little too cold. Well, my life is like that. I start getting really good. You know, it, it, life gets a little boring. I'm like, all right, I better step it up again. I go in and put some work and I do some self growth and I do some things. I get to right. 73. And I'm like, okay, now I'm now it's like, it's getting overwhelming. Yeah. I start to mess it up by starting acting confused and <laughs> partners and, right. and, and messing up my relationships. Yeah. And I start to sabotage them. Yes. Right. That high watermark that I start to sabotage. I'm like, yes. How would you, how would you have it if you didn't need to do that? Like, what if it's okay to be overwhelmed? But we weren't taught that, you know, look, my mother, she no. did everything she could do to take all the discomfort out of my life. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Make sure I, I never cried. She made That's sure right. I, all right. the stuff. I wasn't bred to be uncomfortable. And today I know that being uncomfortable is okay. It's okay. Yeah. There are things that parents have gone through. The kids knew nothing about. You just had no idea about it because parents they 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 insulated their children from that and and, and, and rightfully so they children right you you as a child you your your job as a child to have a happy memory right and that's what it should be and so uh, but when but when you become that adult you realize oh wow this stuff is hard like I just saw this coming nobody told me this right but you just have to learn it and so that's that's the the, the process of life I believe and. Um, 
I'm glad to hear that. You know, that was your experience. Yeah, for sure. They're, 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 all of us have that, you know, we all go through life and, you know, it, it, in order to grow, we have to step out on the thin branches of life. Yeah. Right. I mean, to, if to, you know, to, to be an entrepreneur or to be, to be audacious, to really step out in life and do something bold. Right. You know, uh, Will Smith says it best. Everything amazing in life is right on the other side of scaring the crap out of myself. Yeah. Right. I, 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 that, I love that line. It, it yeah. just reminds me that, okay, I'm going to scare myself. Yes. It's amazing. Now it also took me learning my, the, the life I was living was a direct result of the character characteristics I, I led with, right. My nice. principles I had and my character defects, right. I, I couldn't walk around and you know today I have a, a hundred million dollar construction company mm-hmm. couldn't walk around at, at board tables at boardrooms and, and, and drop F bombs. Right. You can't stand in the middle of a room and, and right. drop F bombs all day long and go, right. well, I wonder why these companies aren't giving me the big work. Right. right. Companies like McDonald's, you can't walk in there and, right. and you're like, all right, look, I want someone with integrity. I want someone yeah. with principles. Yep. And some of those behaviors I had weren't serving what I really was up to. Right. I, I couldn't run a company if my finances weren't in order. Yes. Yeah. I run a company yes. when, uh, you know, when, when, I, when I don't practice, when I don't show up present, like I had to get my act together. Right. That's Remember right. the big bag, red bag of Santa Claus crap? Yes. I got to pull some of those rocks out of me. I got to show up nice. at the office nice. with energy, enthusiasm, clarity of thought, and all of that shame, guilt, and resentments that I was carrying in that bag. I had to let go of that. So that was a whole other group of, of, of help, right? I, I, I belong to a couple of men's groups that yeah. uh, were men, you know, really work on each other, right? We're yes. a safe environment, like it was with our elders. Yes. A yes. safe yes. environment where people I trust can help guide me or maybe even call me out yes. in places where I sometimes I don't want to be called out, right? I don't want to. No. Yeah. I don't want you to, I don't want you to tell me that I need to fix that or yeah. you can't talk like that to people. Right, 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 right. Behavior's not serving you, you know, you're, you're, or, or you, you can't, you know, back then I was, you know, early on, I used to be a drinker. I, mm-hmm. I really believe that taking people out to get drunk that I worked with was, was building relationships. I'm, I, you know, I'm the fun guy to work with. You come work for me. I right. out, I, you know, I take customers out and get them drunk. But the truth was, right. you never got big deals. No. from those customers no, no i think give you a couple little deals those are the guys who throw you a biscuit here and there a scrap yeah the, the, you know the multi-million dollar big deals they don't give to the drunk on the t- they don't give to the drunk at, at, at the bar right. Right. they give those to the guys who are refrained the people who are uh, have character the people who show up with integrity yeah. right and and that that yeah. took some learning it, it wasn't something i knew naturally no and it was a lot of my defenses were like well no no i'm great i'm, I'm just fun loving guy people love me no. Great. They may may love you, but they're not giving you the deals you no, want. No, that's that, well, well, they're not, they're not loving you the way you need to be loved, right? Like, I mean, we can have that phony love, and yeah, you're a great guy, great guy. But if it's not serving you, elevating you, bringing you another level, it's just lip service, as far as I'm concerned, and that's not going to help you in the long run. And so, uh, I'm glad that you realized that as well. Uh, piece I got to ask about is is when you're you're, you're running these companies, you got all these people that are, that you're leading, and that you know that they're that they're, that they're you no know, depending on you. And you're making these decisions that, you know, whether you try something new or you take this risk, what kind of pressure to associate with that, Anthony? Like, you know, you're, you've got these people depending on you and, and you're taking a chance on something you may not know anything about. You know, I, I, oddly, I, 
Yeah, pressure is a great conversation, right? Because mm. there are times when, first of all, I love the drama, right? I love, you know, there, there's something I get high off of it, right? It's a buzz. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just went through this, um, you know, so a couple of years ago, CDO Group, uh, which is a big company, I, I, I stepped back as a president. Yeah. And it was, it was really tough. It was really a tough transition because you remember, I never graduated college. And a lot of my significance was in developing this company, right? Like a lot of who I was, a lot of the, the people looked up to me like, man, he, he's a runner of that, of that company. I would introduce myself as the president of CDO group and it, it became who I was. Right. Great. At the time it was great, but that also became limiting, right? I was going to have to work like all I was going to ever do was I'm, I was going to be able to do that forever. Right? If I stepped away from it, the company would fall apart. And that's not building a company. That's, that's building a job. Gotcha. Right? That's, that's really building a job that you just get paid uh, a job. So in order for it to be a company, it has to be able to run by itself with or without me. Right. So as I stepped back from that, it took some, it, it was not easy. I, I look, I would tell you, it was not the easiest thing. I had this mm. great woman. Her name is Lola Wright. She's an amazing muse of my life. She's an yep. amazing trainer. She came in one day. She said, Hey, all right, Larry, all right. She, she's a big, tall woman. She's got red hair and she's lively. When she comes in, yeah. she's really like, she's got a, like a character. Yeah. And she comes in, she's like, all right, Anthony, today we're going to lock your door. I'm like, whoa, okay, great. That's right. People won't bother me. I have an open door policy. People come to my office all day long. They come in sure. for information. And I kind of like it because they come to look at, they look at me for information. And I, yes. and I get to pull the S out of my chest. Yes. I get significance by answering everybody's question. Right? There's yes. some significance I get out of that. Remember, the chaos that you complain about, you're also getting some benefit for. Gotcha. I, I, I complain about people coming to my office all day interrupting me, but the truth is I'm getting some benefit out of it. Yes. Right. I'm getting some significance. Like, look, people come to me for answers. Right. Although maybe not a bad thing, but there's a higher way of being. There might be a bigger picture to look at. As a leader of the company, I need to be the one that has vision and really spends time thinking and in a spot where I'm really going to create a company that looks forward thinking. Yes. Now, said to me, we're going to, we're going to close, we're going to lock your door. I'm like, okay. Okay. And she goes, you're only allowed to speak to these six people. Every day or every week, you get one hour with six people. I'm like, what, what, what? Wait, wait, wait. And I thought to myself, great. So the head of the accounting department, the head of the uh, operations, the head of the construction department, the uh, project management team, I had, and I'm like, oh, great. I would make these lists and they'll do all these lists and I have all these things that I'm going to have them do. And I'll have lists for them and they'll make sure. And the truth I found out was my meetings with them have nothing to do with things they do, right? Because she wanted me to learn that I'd hired amazing people. Yes, that's a but great I kept idea. I kept stepping on the air, their air hose. I'd walk yeah. out there because I need I had a significant need, right? I have a significance need. I needed to go out there and, and feel significant yep. to show them yep. how smart I was. Yep, yep, yep. Have you been there where you're like, let me show you how how bright how brilliant I am? And yep. it was it didn't serve them and it didn't no. serve the company. And at first. It was like standing behind that door was so hard. It was so hard. Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm not going to tell you that I haven't relapsed on significance. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just went through a, a, like a three day or a three week period where <laughs> I jumped into projects. Let me show you guys, you guys had yeah. some stuff. Let me show you what I'm doing. I'll go fix it. And I put the S here. Hold on. Let me get the S out of my chest. <laughs> Superman's here. I'm going to fix everything for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, remember, it's like a getting high again. It's like, it's like, you might as well be, you might as well, I might as well be having cocktails in the office, right? Cause I'm getting some significance out of that rather than guiding the people to help them help the, help the business.
Yeah, you know, I can relate. I can relate to that so much. You know, being the commissioner of my basketball league. Well, prior to that, I performed all sorts of jobs in the organization, and no one knew it better than me. And so, you know, but you know, when I when I get to this position where I put some really smart talented people in place and i was stepping on their toes all the time with what i thought i knew or what i thought i could do it better and and, and half the time i re- i step back and realize right now that wasn't really good at all because they could do it better than me and so it takes you got you got to check yourself so i so relate to that because you know you 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 put people in roles let them do what they can do and they'll do it <laughs> and at first i'm not gonna lie at first I would sit behind that door and I would just bite my lip and then someone would mess something up. I'm like, you see, they need me out there. They need me out there. And she was like, stop, stop. Did you mess some things up? Did you ever mess something up? I'm like, yeah, I've messed some things up. Don't worry. They're going to mess some things up just like you did. And the truth was at first it felt like it dipped, but yeah. then it kind of rocket shipped up. And, you know, I tell you that there's been some hits or misses and there's times when something will happen. And, you know, Instead of my, my, you know, when I say I relapsed on significance, right? I just went through this whole thing where I jumped back into projects mm. and I started helping them solve some, you know, there's a, a market we had out in Phoenix where we had five or six of these major, you know, a couple million dollar projects. There were, you know, two to five million dollar projects. There were five of them going on at one time. We had a, a group of people that were struggling, projects that weren't turning over in time. The budgets were blown. There was problems with them. And I went out there and I just started, you know, uh, you know, and I, I'm really good at it, right? Because that's what I grew up on. And I want to show you how good I am. And maybe none of that. R- truth is, I want to help them, right? There's also part of me that helps them. But the the real value as a leader, right? Because that, that going to me personally go there and, and doing that is one way of doing it. But the truth is leadership isn't, that's management. Yes. Management does that, yes. right? I go out there and I help them do the things they're doing. Right. Great leadership has you come up with solutions. There's a billion things I could have done in that, that day. There's a, I mean, a billion. I could, I can, you know, great leadership pulls from the entire unit. When I have clarity of vision, when I don't carry that yes. big span of bag, bag around, right? When yes. I don't carry yes. that big ass bag of shame and guilt. Yeah. Then I have clarity of vision, right? I, I have intuitiveness. I have the ability to stand in a room and feel people and processes that are going on, right? From a very intuitive, almost a cellular level. Yes. There's a part of me that can feel the group and I can bring ideas from the entire universe to yes. solve the problem. Yes. Now, when I'm not there and I, and I go from fear, my window of opportunity shrinks down to a little tiny one. Right, things that I can work on, the things I can support people with become very limited, right? I, I don't have the ability to, to see the big, big ideas or even the smaller ones that, that just weren't present to. I, I start, my field of vision uh, gets smaller. Yes. I start to act small and I start to act scared. And when I act scared, that's not good for anybody, right? Because when fear, when I'm run by fear, right, it becomes kind of negative. Yeah. Right? There's a, a great book. It's called the, uh, the 15 commitments of conscious leadership. I don't know if you ever read that one. No, no, not the. It's a great book. Great, great group. Um, Michael Beckwith uh, okay. writes this book. It's called, and he talks about this imaginary line. Okay. Right. There's this line. And when I'm above the line, I'm, 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 I'm a visionary. I'm inspiring. I'm a coach. I'm a, I, 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 I'm positive. I have all these great attributes that are really on the, on the, on the, on the places where they're exciting. Right. When I'm below the line, and I'm ruled by fear or anxiety or 
or mistrust. I become a villain. I become a victim. Right. I become right. I, I go from those places where my behaviors are kind of negative. And the truth is, real truth is, I probably live there the most. Right. right? I mean, I'm kind of yeah. naturally wired to be in that that guy. Yeah. And I end yeah. up positive. Right. And I, but as long as I notice it, right, before I interact with you, I yeah. might have a chance of being different. Yeah. Right. If I can at least notice that. Uh, 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 much can be said about much can be said about the awareness right and that's where you t- so when you're aware of it and you notice it you're able to make the change is when you're when you're oblivious to it right and it's happening and you're you know you're maybe your headspace somewhere else or maybe you're consumed with something that's taking your attention away from it that that's when you know you, you, you'll see a clear difference so the awareness i think is a is a starting point there for sure that's right you know it, it's it's always a lot of fun when i start to have new awarenesses and that's why as a leader uh, you know, I need to have, I, I need to keep looking at it, right? I, I can't do it myself, right? My yeah. ego yeah. has natural liar. Yes. Right? I, I, I've named my, I've named my brain, right? My, my, the voice of my brain, I've named him. I call him Fred. Okay. And Fred's kind of a jerk. Right? Okay. He lies to me all day long. He, he tells me things that aren't always true. Yep. He wants to defend what he's always known. Right. He doesn't want to look, Fred doesn't want to look stupid. He doesn't want to get out of his way. He doesn't want to do anything. He wants to keep me on the couch eating potato chips. He doesn't want me to work out. He doesn't want me to right. try to do. He wants to keep me in that space that isn't always healthy for me. Got you. As I start to notice that, right, as I bring in other people and I can start to notice that that's just Fred up there being a jerk. I mean, if, if Fred was a human being, I'd punch him in the mouth. Right? I, you, yeah. I mean, if, if, if someone talked to me the way Fred talked to me about myself, uh-huh. I'd punch him in the mouth. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, Fred, Fred's just sometimes a, just a really, really tough guy to, to deal yeah. with. And I look at that and go, all right, how maybe could the opposite of what I'm thinking be true? Yeah. There's right. a great, that's a great test I've been doing lately. How could the opposite of what I'm thinking be true? What if, what if that person's not doing any of that stuff? Right. That's all what I'm making up about them, right? Because I uh, remember I'm in fear at this now moment, right? Especially yes. when it happens when I'm when I'm hungry, yes, or I'm angry, or I'm yes. lonely, or I'm tired, I'm tired, right? That, that, that halt. Those are those are places where you can count on Fred's Fred's one. Yeah, I'm probably in a negative point of view. I'm probably below the line, and I need to check myself. Yes, right? Because yeah. it's really tough to be a great leader when I'm below the line. And I'm acting from fear. It's it, it's not real inspiring to the people around us, and and you know they they're looking for a leader that's going to inspire them, and uh, you know help them you know bring something really dynamic to the table like you do. Like look look you you're you're audacious and, and the life that you're living and, and the thoughts yeah, you bring you. are you. bigger and bolder. Right? You you have people live a big bold life, and that's what I love about your show. Thank Everything you. you're about is just about being bold and living this audacious life. Right. And that takes practice. It's not something I'm, I'm, I'm not naturally built that way. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. naturally built to be safe and secure and make sure the dinosaurs don't eat me. And yeah, no, that yeah. Kind of- no, but and, and look, Anthony, I tell you something, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Like there, there have been moments where, you know, I've, I've, I've questioned myself and, and I start to look at, well, why am I doing this? And, and it wasn't until I, I was being, being very conscious about audaciousness that, you know, I, to the point where I started to look back at my life and, and I've had, you know, every time I had a major success or an accomplishment, it was on the strength of demonstrating audaciousness or being uh, in some fashion or having courage or being bold. And what that did is help the build the momentum so now i'm at the point now where it's like i've done it before let's do it again 
how it's the same pattern, follow that, right? And that's what we need to do for ourselves to sort of get us in that moment. It's almost like riding a bike, right? You start to ride, you start to ride, you build momentum, and all of a sudden you're a bike rider. And and, and look, I, I learned how to ride, I was 40 years old the first time I got on a bike, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, how do I do this thing? But let's give it a shot anyways. And so the whole idea is, is just start, just take that first step, you know, you, you, you probably had, you know, didn't have any idea. You were talking about leadership. You probably had, didn't have any idea the concept of what real leadership was until you started. You wouldn't have known until you got on that. And, 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 and you, you, you mess up some, you made a mistakes. You, you, you maybe you fell over a little bit, but you got up and you tried again, or you continued on the journey. And, and I think that's really the message that's with that, that we all need to be able to take with us. You fall over, you get up and you try again. That's it. You know, I, it's the things that feed my brain. Yeah. Tell me about the, that. That's okay. Right. There, there are times things you feed Fred. <laughs> right. Wait, 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 wait. If I feed Fred, right. And my friend, and, my, and I have those friends who laugh like, ha, 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 yeah. that up or, oh my God, that shame that you can get caught up in. And there's guys who were friends like, you see, you should have stayed on the couch. Right. Mm-hmm. Who do you, who do you think? You know, I had some programming when I was a kid. The kids should be seen and not heard. Who right. do you think you are? Right. The meek inherit the world. I mean, there's all kinds of programming that was fed to me. Like, okay, stop. You can be anything. This is literally our matrix. There is no, yes. you can be anything you want, no matter where you came from. Yes. The question is, how am I acting, right? What are the behaviors that I'm exuding that are causing me to live the life that I'm living today? Now, once I get those, I start to look at those. I start to bring in some help. Yes. Look at myself. And you got to remember, I, 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 today, you know, I read a book a week. Right. I mean, I just got done reading the Quran, which is a tough one. Right. That, was, that took me a few weeks. But uh, there, you know, I'm, I'm reading a book right now about uh, how to fly a plane, how to fly a horse. Okay. It's a great book, right. And, and the book is all about creative thinkers and the most creative thinkers in the world. And you think to yourself, oh my God, those guys are just geniuses and they couldn't yes. do it. And the truth is, no, they're not. They just started with one thing at a time. They took a chance. And they built on that one thing. Yeah. And they built on that one thing. Yeah. It looks like genius when you get to the end of it. But during the process of a thousand tries in between, Right. Those are all just another step. That's it. That's it. And, and, and it's think- important. Sorry, sorry. It's important to also between those thousand tries when they messed up, when they fell, when they made a note of that. They took a note of that, what that mistake was, and they built on it. Right. I, like it's just just another try. Yeah. It, it took 10,000 light bulbs to get to a light bulb with Edison. <laughs> They're just another try, just another way to wear it just like, like myself, it just was another form of Anthony that I knew I didn't want to be. It gotcha. wasn't, I never knew what I wanted to be about life. It was just more about who I didn't want to be. Well, same thing happens with business. Uh, you know, as a business leader, the only thing I'm required, like a parent, yes. you know, and parents, we make, we complicate the crap out of the job, right? I, I mean, should my kid know Beethoven? Should know, <laughs> I should know Cantonese? Yeah. Should I know seven languages? <laughs> should my kid go around the world? Should my kid dance? Or should, Right. I mean, yep. do I need seven basketball league. I mean, here, what, what are the things I have to do to be, to look good as a dad? Right. There's the job is entailed. The, the real, the real job is one thing. Just don't die. Mm. Right. Like, like, like we, we made up and our egos get caught up and all the rest of it. Like the whole gig is keep the kid around. Right. Yes. Keep it there, right. <laughs> do, do, do the best you can to keep the kid from, you know, make it another day. And the truth is kids are pretty natural. They'll find out most of the stuff they need to know. Sure. And then we add on a bunch of stuff. Well, the same thing happens with a company. That's right. Your job as a, as a business leader is to keep it around, right? There'll be days when I barely make it. Yes. There are days yeah. when I want to check myself out. You know, you were yeah. talking about, 
uh, that, that, you know, those, those rough days when you want to give up, Yep. but my job is just don't die. Yeah. Keep the business going for another day. Yes. Tomorrow it will be better than today. Yes. And I'll have a solution, right? Just count on that. There's an intuitive nature to who we are as beings. And the solution I need is here. I have it. I'm present to it. If I stop acting like I don't know, I stand in being uncomfortable for a moment. Yes. It will come to me. It, the natural, the natural wisdom of the universe and who yes. we are. Yes. I mean, it's sound hokey. Like I sometimes people say, like, you sound hokey. Like, yeah, I don't sound hokey. There's truth to it. There's truth to that. There really there's is. wisdom inside of each one of us. Now, yes. the problem is I check out, right? I check out. And it's easy to check out. And when I check out, it can be, you know, uh, all those things we talked about, drugs, alcohol, fear, anxiety, yeah. frustration, all those are just emotional checkouts. Yes. I just notice that about myself. Like, okay, I don't have to, I, I can, I can be okay with being frustrated. It's okay. And it'll be okay. And what we're going to do next is we're just going to show up. Yes. Right. I was, uh, I'll give you one last story. I had a uh, guy called me the other day, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he was working on a project down in Texas and yep. inspector was there and said, man, the entrance to the project, which is a long drive, a, long, a street. Okay. He comes in and goes, it's off by 16 inches. You have to tear the whole thing up and move it over. Okay. I mean, it's been hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, wow. And the guy's panicking. The kid's right. he's panicking. He, call, he, call, he didn't go his boss or his boss's boss. He calls, calls me up and goes, I went right to you because look, there's $100,000 and the company needs it. You got to solve this problem. You got to fix the problem. And right. I need your help. The guy's here right now. He's telling me I have to tear this up. We're on private, we're on, on city property. We can't have it there. It has to be torn up by tomorrow morning. And he's panicking. And, right. and I, you know, I want to help. So mm -hmm. I immediately get the plans out. And I lay them on the table and I'm, and I'm sitting there. And I'm looking at him and I can't come up with a solution. Like I right. looked at it for an hour and now I'm right. two hours into it. I'm right. three hours into it and I'll have a solution. And those voices in my brain, Fred yeah. and his band of band of, <laughs> of, of, of misfits up there, they're in my brain and they're working. Maybe yeah. you're too old. Maybe your day has come. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you're just, you know, someone else should take over and yeah. this a hundred thousand is going to take you out. That's going to take you out of business. Yeah. These are mistakes you can't make. You're just, and the truth was, I just stayed there. It took, you know, four or five hours and, and five hours into it. I mean, that's a lot of focus. I'm looking at these plans. Yes, I had to go yes. pull some other drawings. I had to pull some. Yes. And we looked at it together. And then we noticed a small little line that pointed to an arrow that pointed to an easement. And we had moved over and been given an easement on a plot of survey that wasn't transferred over to the drawings. Okay. But in the plot of survey, it shows that we had the 16-inch easement. Right. And that was, once we found that the lights right. came on and all of it unwound. Right. And the truth was you just had to stay in the moment. Stay. Right. And we could have easily checked out. I mean, five hours of looking at a set of plans. Yeah. You're, you're, and, and all yeah. those voices and Fred and his band of monkey, yeah. band of misfits are up there trying to work me. Yeah. yeah. Right? He wanted to check me out. He was like, stop, you're yeah. done. You can't we, do it. Yeah. You're, you know, you're useless. You're too old now. <laughs> <laughs> right right that all that misfit stuff is just yes. nonsense yes and yes. uh somewhere in there we found it and, and uh amazing and joy so stay in the moment i love stay it there i love it Anthony. one last thing so uh, look yeah. i'm not a blast this is just su such a great time and uh and i think your story is a fantastic one an important one uh and the message is one i'm glad my, my, my audience is really going to appreciate um I want to talk about uh, you hitting the big screen here. You're, you're be a television star. You and your your family uh, on Family Style. I'm sure Fred and his band of misfits love that one, right? 
You know, journeying into a new realm you know nothing about. Uh, let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> so TV is not something I ever thought I would be doing, right? I never thought I would be, be working on. We're working on uh, family style, right? Yep. So the whole idea behind family style was that uh, it's this grand adventure, right? The whole idea behind it was that um, when I turned 50, I wanted to go around the world. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I got, I turned 50 and I, life was just too busy. I couldn't make it around the world. And my wife was like, you, you look like a kid who lost his puppy. Right. And she, and at 51, she planned me this birthday party where she sent me, my sons, and we went up to the, we went up to the woods and we, we, we did a whole like boys weekend, right? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, yeah. raised cars and yeah. had this whole fun weekend. And when I came back to the house, we walked back in, it was a big surprise party. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow, surprise. And she had this massive map up on the, up on the, on the, on the wall and on the wall, it said trip around the world. And everybody got a bunch of flags and they can put, they can put the flags in anything in any, any place they wanted to. And uh, we we kind of planned this trip around the world. Wow. So we, we started with Hong Kong and we went to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We went to Thailand and then we went to India. Okay. And then we went to Cape town. Then we went to Johannesburg for safari. Then we went to Athens. Then we went to London. Then we went all the way over to Lima to Lima and then we went to Cusco which is in Peru okay. and then we went to Machu Picchu and then yeah. back to Chicago so it's a big wow. trip around the world and we booked it now, now here what would you what would you say that cost oh, <laughs> uh, probably a whole family for just for tickets just for airline tickets just, oh, you know, airlines, oh, 100,000 no so per person was 6,500 bucks oh 700 bucks per person that's it round trip tickets really 65 or go to airtricks.com airtricks.com wow. And just put them in there. And they're a company who really specialize and get you one-way tickets. And I, I booked it for my family. And then, then we thought, okay, maybe we'll take my parents, and my, my mother and my wife's mother. And it grew and that grew. And all of a sudden it was 18 family members. And imagine taking 18 family members around the world. I'm like, okay. That's it. That's right, it. Now, now we plan that. And, and I, you know, I, I use American Express. So I, I got a bunch of hotel rooms, a bunch of stuff for, on points. And we worked sure. on and then we're like, just because we can afford to go, we should try, try to find some something good to do to teach our kids some good stuff. So we, we planned a little bit of support work or charity work in every country we did. Amazing. So we started with in uh, Hong Kong, we did something called, uh, there was two great charities. The first one we did was uh, we went to Hong Kong cleanup. Hong Kong is faced with this massive pollution problem. It's a little tiny island, right? Yeah. And they're running out of space to put their garbage. And we went and cleaned an island and, it. you know, it was kind of fun. Like we went off to this little island uh, with this company called uh, this group of, uh, of uh, NGO uh, nonprofit groups. And they, they said, here, we've got this uh, island. We want to go clean up. And they had some other tourists that went with us and we got to meet some people. We went off to this little island. We never would have gone to if we were just on vacation to Hong Kong. Yeah. 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 We probably, you know, uh, got to some high rises, ate some street food, bought some suits or something. Cause all the great shopping there. But we, now we go off to this little island and we we clean an island and we learn all about cleaning you know, microplastics and pollutions. And my kids got Amazing. to learn and we split up in some groups and we, we, we had a little competition and we cleaned it up. And that was part of it. So then the next one we did was uh, uh, cardboard grannies in, in, in uh, Hong Kong at 65, you have to retire. So there's this whole group of, of, of people who work the markets who pick up cardboard and do recycling. And we got to spend some time with them. And, as we planned the vacation, right. And we had a charity in every, every location. Yeah. We did, um, you know, it became kind of fun, right. My kids got involved and they got part of doing it. 
you know, and, and there were some great other ones. Like in Thailand, we did a, a thing called Paper Rangers, right? And this is a guy, his Mr. P, his name is Mr. P. And if you go to paperrangers.org, uh, you can see where he takes, so here, uh, I, 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 I'll leave, next to every single printer you have, what's right next to the printer? The printer. Yeah, all the mistakes you made, right? Oh, all the, the bin, the bin there, right? Yeah, the bin with all the paper yeah. that's right yeah. there, right? So it's 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 like some of you print to the wrong side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You throw it up, yeah, yeah. Right? There's a whole stack of them. So yeah. this, Mr. P, as a college kid, said, I got a better idea. I'm going to take all of those, and he takes them, and he folds them the backwards way. So he puts the, the bad part in the middle, and he takes the white part, and he stacks 20 or 30 of them together, and he puts them together, and he sews a little, little cover on it, and he makes little books that he gives to the poor right? people who can't afford it. Wow. Right? Just, it was like a simple little idea that he was, he just made these little books out of, just out of, at, just out of printer recycling yeah. paper. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we went with him, we learned how to do that. And now we've taken it back to, to uh, back to the States and now we do it in schools and kids just, learn. you don't have to be a genius. It's just one silly idea, like taking the recycled paper next to a printer and you too can be a paper ranger too. And he, he does, you know, it's kind of fun, uh, just fun making the books and you have some competitions and you write nice things on them and they bring them I to old folks homes and people use them for journals. And it's kind of a nice little way for kids to get involved in recycling. It's just a great way to do it. So we would have never done any of that had mm-hmm. my kids not found this guy and you know, so the kids raised money before we left for vacation. Yeah, and did bake sales and garage. And they heard they sold anything that was in my house that was not <laughs> down. They sold. They were out there selling my old golf clubs. And selling, I mean, tires. Dad won't need this garage. anymore. Yeah, they're like, Dad, you don't need this, right? I'm like, uh, wait, that's my charger for my phone. That no, they're they're selling anything that wasn't tied. Uh, this guy calls me up as a, a, a my brother-in-law's friend. And his name is uh, Jim. He, he works in Hollywood. He was a, a producer on the on the Matrix. He was a producer for Black Sale and a bunch of other okay. uh, uh, great shows. And he calls me. He goes, "Look, I want to film this with you." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a TV producer." And he goes, "I hate Hollywood." He goes, "Look, Hollywood's a. I, I move 13 trucks a week, a, a day, just to film one episode of of each one of these. And it's yeah. just I'm like a guy might pull out a reflector for 15 minutes, right? And move a whole truck for that one reflector, and." Yeah. He goes, I want to show Hollywood I can do this all on handhelds, on handheld equipment, like like iPhones. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're just holding an iPhone? He goes, yeah. He goes, by the way, I also have the best film guys in the country. They're my friends. If we can get them, if you say we, we, we can do this, I'll, I'll inspire them to come do it with you, and they'll do it at cost. Wow. And uh, so then now all of a sudden we have a film crew, and now they produce – uh, they produce, and, and he also has great editor friends and uh, together they produced uh, what's called family style. So it's, uh, you know, uh, eight, eight countries, five continents. And during that, we, our family kind of learns a little bit more about each other. And, you know, uh, when you travel, you have some good days, you have some bad sure. days. There's some, some days when you act a fool and some days when you're acting tired and, and imagine, so we, we do this and we have some great, we swam with sharks. We got to go to Nelson Mandela's uh, prison. We got to go to, uh, uh, you know, we were up in the mountains with the where the our Machu Picchu is. Uh, we were on we were on Abbey Rose in London, where we got to see where the Beatles walked to do their album cover. There's silly things that we probably wouldn't have done, uh, but it was inspiring. The whole idea is that what if you went on vacation, and and then not only that, we also added in a religion. So every country we'd go to, we'd learn about their major religion. Okay, and that was something like really fun, Amazing. like. Like, like in India, we, we were with uh, Hindus and Muslims and Sikhs. That was a fun one. 
Like, mm. imagine the wealthiest of our community, right? The, the, the wealthiest people, the Sikhs are, are this amazing religion. Yes. And the people who wear the turbans. Yes. And, you know, they look so much different. They have beards and turbans and they look so much different than we do. And you probably would write them off because they're so different than we are. But we went into their temple and we got to see their people and their music. Yes. And the wealthiest of the community every day feed the poorest of the community. Wow. And so my family was invited for lunch and they feed, you know, two or 3000 people per, per lunch and breakfast. You know, they have two meals a day and they feed and they feed people, or maybe it's a lunch and dinner and they feed people and you give whatever donation you can give. Right. And, um, you know, we sat, we ate on the ground and at first we we're a little scared, like, all right, my, my kids are like, Dad, sure. are we going to eat this? And it was amazing. Man. Right. And to be with people who we didn't know who just gave us this gift of being with them. So yes. it was, it was quite enjoyable. And uh, oddly, I can tell you, I think as we break through those places and, and really when we meet people around the world and start to realize they, they look so much different than we are. I mean, those people look, they're, they're tall yep. and yep. bearded yep. and uh, uh, turbans on. Yep. But the truth was every man I met just wanted better for their family. Right. They're just trying hard for their kids. Yes. Right, they're trying to be better fathers than they, than than they grew up. They're trying to be yes. better, trying to be better dads. And every woman I met was the same thing about being a mother, better better yes. mother. And and I don't think I've ever really met anybody who's really malevolent. I've met people who are scared, who act scared. Sure, I, you, sure. we see them all the time when, I, when I'm afraid that I'm going to be broke or afraid I'm gonna, someone's going to take something. I may act in a scared way and do foolish things, but the truth is, I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to get by. Yeah, make the best of what you have. Oh, the best which, that's amazing. I, I love I, so 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 love the forget the TV show piece of it. Just the trip itself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the TV show just adds another element, which is really cool, exciting. But the, 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 together, there's a family, I'm a big family guy, and so you know, learning about each other in that fashion, just you and you alone, and exploring the world together, experiencing things at the same time. They're all new and exciting, and so that's really really wonderful. So congratulations on that alone. Again, the television aspect that just makes it really cool, right? And now it makes it memorable because everything is captured. But um, you know, congratulations on the whole experience. Experience and, 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 and being able to share with, especially for your children, provide that type of experience. And so uh, much can be said about that, Anthony. Good job. Lots of fun. You know, it, it, it's it's the audacious life that you talk about all the time and yeah, just man. be inspired to st step into the world boldly, right? And and, and be it's okay to act, to be a, be a little fool. I mean, sometimes that's the scariest part is I feel like a fool when I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay, right? Yeah. You talk about being bold and and living an audacious life. It's okay not to have all the answers That's all it. the time. So, thank you for being so inspiring thank in the you. work that you do. And uh, I'm I'm really grateful that you've invited me to be on the show. And I feel honored to be a guest here today. Thank you, thank you. This has been such an awesome time, Anthony. I tell you, it's been great. Uh, I'm, I'm loving everything that you've done. Uh, I think your story is a fabulous one, and then how you live your life, and 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 the, and the difference and impact you make, not just for your family, but all you know, all those you come in contact with. So, congratulations uh, for for listeners who want to learn more about you, or or, or check you out, or, or even family style, because they're gonna want to know. We just plugged it, right? We've just put it out there. <laughs> so it's coming out this fall. And we're working real hard on the networks. I mean, Hollywood's a whole another uh, bag of tricks I've got to learn. <laughs> yes. so, uh, we're, we're, we're getting all that and contracts all put together. And hopefully if uh, we, uh, the, the stars align, we're heading down the right path. Uh, but if people want to find me, the best way to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, Anthony at CDO Group is my email address. Anthony at CDO Group 
is my email address, or you can uh, find me on LinkedIn at Anthony Amanategui, A-M-U-N-A-T-E-G-U-I. And oddly, I, again, I just want to say thanks for letting me, I mean, I really am honored to be on your show. You. Your work is inspiring. You Thank inspire you. me every day and I'm grateful to, uh, for being here. Thank you. Much appreciated, Anthony. We'll see you soon. Take care. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Back we are here on the podcast. I'm still out here on that construction site. And uh, listen, I got to send my thanks and appreciation uh, to Anthony for, for stopping by, uh, being here and sharing his insights. Uh, again, so thank you, my friend, for making the time and space for me. And I can't wait to check out, check out your television show with your family. Uh, it looks like I, it's, it was a lot of fun and I'd well, love to check that out. You know, uh, when I think back to my conversation with Anthony, I really appreciated so much of what he had to say. But if there's just one thing that I would take from my chat with him, it would have to be this. There's no doubt that all successful businesses start off first with that one brilliant idea. After all, in today's fiercely competitive environment, innovation is the ammunition entrepreneurs need to stand out in this crowded, busy market space. But coming up with that one great money-making idea is only the first part. You know, the next step involves figuring out what to do next now that you've got it. Now, uh, you know, how do you expand on your idea is really the question and make it into a, a worthwhile venture that, that's lucrative, impactful, and a difference maker for others. As you start to go through the, the, the process and the, the business planning and expand on your idea, uh, it's important that you're very clear on what you want to do, how you'll do it, and what resources you'll need to get there. The, the next step of the matter is organizing all the key elements needed and making sure that they're in place to help you move forward. You know, whether it's in construction, business, or in life, it's all about expanding and organizing. We've come the, to the end of another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. And uh, as always, I thank, send my thanks to our, our audacious, amazing listeners. Thank you for your tremendous ongoing support. It's so, so much appreciated. And thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. listening to the audacious living podcast hosted by audley stevenson if you enjoyed what you heard be sure to like subscribe and share until next time be audacious